God afternoon. Talk Radio. God afternoon. God afternoon. I'm your host, Minister Myrene Wise, and welcome to the Love Gospel Hour. If you enjoy gospel music and an inspirational word, you come to the right place now. Let's get your praise on. Praise the Lord, everybody, my pizza. 
I want to come to you from Luke 19, starting at verse 36, says this. And as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. Come nigh, even now, at the descent of the Mount of Olives. The whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just thank you right now for all that you do, Lord. We thank you for waking us up with brand new mercies once again, Father. We're asking that you just uh, are with me today, Lord, as I give the word that you placed in my spirit, Father. Open up the ears and the hearts and the minds of your people so that they can receive what you have for them to receive. Please, Lord, sit. help me to sit down so that you can stand up in me. Father, these things I pray in your holy son, Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. As we think about Jesus and much of his ministry, we must remember that he was despised and rejected by many of the adoring crowds now following him. They are praising him this day because many of them are wanting something from him. Some of them believe that Jesus is the king prophesied in the Old Testament coming to rescue them. And some of them just want to see this man that has performed so many miracles. These people want to see this man that raised Lazarus from the dead. They want to see the man who walked on water. They want to see the man that gave sight to the blind. Jesus is the main attraction of the day, for whatever the many reasons are. And yes, they are praising him this day, but as you know, This is also the week where those same adoring fans of Jesus will cry, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. Just think about it. Jesus came to this last critical week before his crucifixion. He carefully and deliberately sent two of his disciples to make arrangements for his arrival into Jerusalem on a donkey. Jesus had been to Jerusalem many times before. But there was something very special about this journey to Jerusalem. Jesus usually walked into Jerusalem, but this time he came on a colt. He came on a donkey. He came as a symbol of humility and peace. Jesus rode into Jerusalem not as a conqueror on a white stallion, but as a humble king. Jesus' entry on a donkey was prophesied in Zechariah 9 and 9. It says this, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and endowed with salvation, humble and mounted on a donkey, even on a coat, the file of a donkey. The scriptures goes on to say that as Jesus rode the donkey, The people laid their garments and palm branches in the way. They laid garments on the donkey like a saddle and laid their garments on the road like a red carpet, if you will, for Jesus to ride across. This was an act of praise. These people were welcoming a king. The palm branches mentioned in all the other gospel accounts was a sign of victory. In the Roman area in which Jesus lived, palm branches represented a sign of military victory. 
This was an indication that their Savior had come, that their King has arrived. They believed that Jesus was about to bring them four Gospels, give an account of this triumphal entry. And what I found fascinating about the four accounts of our Lord and Savior's triumphal entry is how the authors described the crowds, how they described the ones shouting, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Matthew said it this way, the multitudes cried and said, Hosanna to the son of David, blessed is he. Mark said, They that went before cried, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he. John said, much people cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel. These three gospels all start their praise with Hosanna. Hosanna means save now. Their expectation was that Jesus was coming to save them now, coming as a conquering king. He was going to defeat the Romans today. In Luke, he puts a different spin on it. He said, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God, saying, blessed be the king. No mention of Hosanna. It's almost as if these know that Jesus did not come to save now, but that he will save for eternity. I know that there were disciples in every crowd, but I find it interesting that Luke truly points this out as the ones that are praising. He says the whole multitude of the disciples were praising. A bunch of disciples, a bunch of people who are learning from the Lord, a bunch of Jesus followers, those that believe in the things that he is teaching. Disciples are the ones that are going to Bible studies, the ones that spend time in the Word, the ones that go to Sunday school. Disciples are the ones that are learning as much as they can about the Lord and from the Lord. They are the ones spending time with the Lord. How about you? Are you spending time with the Lord? Are you taking the time to learn about the Lord? Let me ask a question. Just based on what I've just said, are you a disciple of the Lord? Look what Luke says about those disciples. He says, the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. Luke is the only account where a reason is given for the praise. They're praising him for what they have seen. They're praising him for what they know. They have been walking with him for a long time. They are praising him because they know that they know that they know they've seen him feed 5,000 with a fish, with two fish and five loaves of bread. They've seen him cast out evil spirits. They've seen him heal ten lepers. They've seen him calm the stormy seas. They even saw him raise the son of a widow from the dead. The disciples in Luke have a reason. It's because of what they have seen. Your praise should be connected to what you have seen God do, what you have witnessed in your own life. My youngest daughter this week witnessed God protect her home as she 
watched a tornado pass over her house. She lives in uh, Alabama. And the tornado passed over her house and landed about 10 miles away from her house and tore up those homes over there. She called me praising God for his goodness, praising God for his mercy. She began praising God as she watched that tornado. God is so good. You should have a reason, God. Did he wake you up this morning? You ought to have a reason for praising God. In Luke, those disciples were so loud. It was so radical. It was so boisterous that it caused the Pharisees to show up. The Pharisees says to Jesus, you need to rebuke your disciples. You need to tell those disciples to be quiet. You need to tell them to shut up. They wanted to stop the disciples from praising Jesus. And Jesus looked at those Pharisees and says, if these stopped praising, the stones would immediately cry out. I wonder about the praisers in the Matthew, Mark, and John versions of this same account. The Pharisees never showed up there. No one got upset because the praise was too loud. They were not rejoicing and praising God with a loud voice. Jesus was not asked to stop their praise. Those in Luke were praising God with a loud voice. They were waving their hands. They were jumping up and down. They were radically praising God to the point where the Pharisees said, that's enough. They don't take all that. These people have lost their mind. Jesus, you need to stop this now. What about your praise? How easy is it for someone to stop your praise? Is it as easy as just looking at you with that it don't take all that look? Is it as easy as you just noticing that nobody else is praising so I had better stop? What will it take for you? Pharisees knew they were being defeated. In all of their efforts to stop Jesus, Jesus was being praised anyway. John 12 and 19 says in the message version of the Bible, then the Pharisees said to each other, we've lost. Look, the whole world has gone after him. They were defeated. You see, nothing tells Satan, nothing tells his minions, nothing tells all those naysayers in your life that they've lost like the praises of God ringing in their ears. Satan is lost because when God's people are really worshiping, their hearts and their minds are on God and not on their sins and not on themselves and not on Satan's many other distractions. If those who have the ability to speak remain silent, then those things that do not have the gift of speech will cry out. We're not told how the rocks would cry, but I heard a preacher say it this way. He says, it is easier to make the rocks cry to worship her from praising God. I don't want no rocks crying out for me. But I've come up with some ways that the rocks might cry out. We get an idea on Good Friday. When Jesus died on the cross, once again, the Pharisees did not want it acknowledged that this Jesus on the cross was the Son of God being crucified. The disciples in fear had turned silent. What happened? The Son cried out the only way it could by becoming dark from the sixth to the ninth hour. The rocks cried out the only way they could. The earth shook. Graves were opened. Saints arose from the dead to give glory to God. After all the disciples who were called to worship were hiding in fear of the Pharisees. Even the temple cried out the only way it could 
The whole purpose of the temple was to insulate the holy from the unholy. Now that separation curtain was torn from the top to the bottom. No separation left. Even the cross on where Jesus was hanging proclaimed, this is the king of the Jews. Now unbelievers like the centurion would cry out, surely this was the son of God. And others, because they had no words of faith, would beat their breath. The point is, creation will cry out in the only way that it can. All of creation will praise if we keep our peace. If we remain silent, if we refuse to put our faith into words, God will be praised. I don't understand how anyone that is sucking air at this particular moment can sit and not shout hallelujah, cannot give all praise unto the Lord. Anyone that woke up this morning should be praising the Lord. Anyone that got from point A to point B should be praising the Lord. The scripture says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Psalms 150 says, praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high thing that has breath. Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. How in the world can you sit there and not praise the Lord? Sometimes I have to hold myself down because I just want to praise him. He was so good to me. When I lost everything, I never lost my praise because I praise him just for who he is. I praise him for what he's already done. If he never does another thing for me, I will praise the Lord. Praise him because he thought you were worth saving. He thought you were worth keeping. Praise him because he thought you were to die for. So he sacrificed his own life so you could be free. If you're unhappy, if you're miserable, maybe you ought to just give him some praise anyhow. I praise him because he makes me happy. He makes me whole. I praise him because he took the pain away. That's why I'm so in love with him. Everything about you, Lord, is right. Lord, you're right with all of my wrongs. Lord, because you gave your life, you saved my miserable life. I praise him because he's Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals, the Lord who heals your wonderful wounded spirit and your wounded heart. I praise him because he is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. He'll provide your every need and some of your wants. I praise him because he is El Shaddai, God Almighty. In your weakness, God is strength. He will bear all of your heavy burdens. I praise him because he is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord of peace. In these times of domestic and terroristic threats, crime and senseless murder, you can't go to the grocery store without fear of your life. You can't go to the spa without fear of your life. He will be your peace. In this troubling land, if you've not asked God into your life, you really don't have a reason to praise. Have a reason. They recognize the awesomeness of God. If you don't have him in your life, God has written a very simple procedure for salvation. The scripture says in Romans 10 and 9 that if you confess with your mouth 
the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. The scripture goes on to say, for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. The scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. This alone should give you reason to praise him. So let's give him some radical praise this afternoon. Let's give him some radical praise every day of our lives. It is my hope and it is my prayer that this message bless somebody and that if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that you will uh, just follow this simple procedure, accept God in your life, and he will save you. Thank you. Amen. We want to thank Minister Benji Allen Griffin for that dynamic word of God. There is power in praise. It saves us for eternity. Praise God. That was a wonderful message, and I'm sure you received it like me. Amen.
Tiara said that she knows that her Redeemer liveth. I want to know, do you know that your Redeemer lives? There's no pain. There's no palm. If there's no thorn, there's no throne. There's no God. There's no glory. If there was no cross, there would be no crown.
what's wrong with you? Because I tell you, that music just stirs me up on the inside, and it makes me want to clap, want to sit down. You know, I want to sing, but you know I just can't because the air, I'm on the air. But you don't have no excuse. So I hope you're clapping your hands. I hope you're stumping your feet. And, you know, remember, we're not just here listening to this music to listen to it. We want to give God praise so he can meet you where you are.
day. I praise him each and every day. God is saying to you today, is it going to happen for me? Well, so many blessings. Keep believing. Keep praying. Watch your life change for the better.
you again. See you next week.